0: Cold open question of the week. Kaz. Sir. If you woke up tomorrow with no preparation, no experience, no time to plan, would you rather, and you had to be in a wrestling match immediately.
1: Okay. Your two choices are
0: exploding barbed wire death match or elimination chamber match. What do you pick?
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm picking elimination chamber match 10 out of 10 times only because... (laughs) Only because I can, I can, I can pull like an Otis and just and and sit <laughs> in the chamber as long as possible. Because my I, yeah, no, it's, nothing about the exploding death chamber match screams out is sort of novices only. You got to be a real pro to handle that. It seems like we're so, <laughs> a yeah. couple of
0: real pros here on the Masked Man Show, and we're starting right now. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors, with over 122 million parts from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
2: This episode is brought to you by cars.com. What's going on, jabronis? It's pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is
0: Bruce Pritchard. First battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lynch. The King of Sad Stop. The Silver Lake
1: Heartthrob. It's Trey Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. It's your real WWE Superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE Superstar Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin
2: Owens. I love Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, AKA the Goof Haraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will. And you're listening. Yeah, and you're, you're listening you're to, 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 you to this. So you're listening to. You are listening, listening to the. Masked are the. you listening the Mask Man the Show. Mask Man Show. Mask Man Show. Man, man Show. Man,
0: man, man Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing good, Dave. How about yourself,
0: man? Good. Did you have, have you ever had those dreams where you woke up? Uh, like it, like you were a professional wrestler?
1: Yes. Yes, I have.
0: I had a recurring dream nightmare that me and my buddy Sean, this is when I was a kid, me and my buddy Sean, who was not my number one wrestling watching buddy, but we were a tag team and we were fighting demolition, I think, in a steel cage. And it was like really cool. And I was like, check it out. I'm a wrestler. And then I got to the ring and realized that one, wrestling was real in this dream. And two, I had not, <laughs> I was not good at it or anything. Well, did you did you get any did you get your shit in is the big question like did you get any hot think, high spots I don't think we got much past the lockup I think I was at collar and elbow and then I woke up in a cold sweat that was pretty much-
1: I had two recurring dreams as as a kid that I'll never forget. I live in Staten Island. Everybody who's ever been to Staten Island knows the Verrazano Bridge is a very large bridge. And I had a recurring dream where Kevin Nash slash Diesel will repeatedly powerbomb me (laughs) off, off of the bridge. And I would never actually like feel like he's powerbombing me. Like I would it's like I was watching myself get powerbombed, So like I would literally Wally Coyote fall down the bridge <laughs> into terrible. the water. That's a great that'd
0: be a great meme, but I don't I, That's. that it's a frightening dream.
1: It's frightening. It's frightening. This is when Diesel is a very scary man, but now he's very cool in the and the uh, white ally. So all yeah. love to all love to my man Kevin yeah, Nash. I don't
0: think anybody predicted that Kevin Nash would take such a turn on Twitter, but we'll talk about that another day. We got a lot to talk about. Elimination Chamber the paper Per view and two yes. elimination chamber matches are coming up this Sunday. We got a lot of uh, AEW news, NXT news, um, a lot of a lot of big stuff to talk about.
1: Lots of stuff. It was an eventful week, man.
0: Eventful week. By the way, I have I don't even know which I think it was on Peacock. I have so many abs, I don't know which is which, but there was a fake Thor movie in which Kevin Nash played Odin. Really? Like it was I one feel of like those
1: he pulled pull off a good Odin Yeah, it looked yeah. I mean, listen.
0: It was one of those movies that, like, I don't, I, when I was a kid, used to go to the store, the, 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 the blockbuster video, and there'd be a lot of like fake Indiana Jones things <laughs> hanging around with like embossed boxes look really cool. But this, it was that's what it was really trying to make me think it was Thor and it was actually Kevin Nash.
1: Nothing will top Kevin Nash in, in, the, in the longest yard. He should have got, <laughs> got something for that. He was, he played the hell out of that role, man. But no, yes, let's get to it. So, you know, as much hype as there is for these fake Thor movies,
0: the thing I want to talk about this week is, is hype. Um, yes it's the road to wrestlemania and yes. the la and, and it was only a couple of weeks ago we were talking at talk- the royal rumble it just ended we were talking about you know who's edge gonna face at wrestlemania and don't get me wrong i'm a storytelling fiend i love you know i, I love making people wait for the big reveal i understand there's an objective here and yet because edge hasn't picked his opponent and Edge hasn't picked his opponent, let's face it, because the Elimination Chamber hasn't happened yet. And the Elimination Chamber, sometimes we we know before then, and the Elimination Chamber matches to set up the, the title match on the other show. But this year, it seems like we're just kind of waiting to get the Elimination Chamber out of the way before we can get into WrestleMania, which kind of diffuses the entire purpose of the Royal Rumble. I don't know why I'm... Wa- I mean, the Elim- Elimination Chamber has some great matches on it. I'm not quite sure what I'm watching for. I don't know what the stakes are, particularly, you know, because both of the champions have matches. In theory, they could both lose before WrestleMania. It's all kind of perplexing. And I think more importantly, when we're talking about hype, I'm sitting here trying to get hyped for Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre doing their thing at WrestleMania. And instead... I'm getting hyped for uh, uh, the promise of a barbed wire death match between John Moxley and Kenny Omega. And even on NXT, I mean the WWE's own programming, it's the end of an era, literally. Yeah. The undisputed era is done, and that's like the biggest thing that happened on WWE TV this week, despite the fact that there's a pay-per-view on Sunday and a and a WrestleMania on the horizon.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of weird how they did it this year. I feel like in years past. I mean, obviously last year was a bit different, especially on the women's side, right? Like you had you had Shayna Baszler kind of tear through the women's elimination chamber match, and then like on the men's side, I don't even remember. I think it was like Otis was in there for some reason, and like a bunch of other. It was it was weird. Anyway, but like you know, um, I feel like Raw and SmackDown can afford to do that right? Like, I feel like there's so many shows on TV. There's so much hype. There's so much runway that they've given themselves with the Royal Rumble in January and WrestleMania not being until April. Um, I feel like they can kind of afford to kind of like, you know what? We're just going to let this slow cook for a little bit, right? Like, they've slow cooked a lot of things. Um, And, you know, uh, man, I feel like if we ever do it, if we ever put out Mass Man Show merch, um, one of my sayings will be, WWE will tell you exactly where they're going if you just pay attention. Um, they're slow cooking a lot of things right now, like for WrestleMania. Like they're slow cooking that Sasha and Bianca Belair thing. They're slow cooking that Randy Orton the Fiend final Ooh, showdown at WrestleMania. That is simmering. That is like
0: a, a wonderful roast. It's been simmering in the pot for about three months.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and the more when it initially happened, I wasn't like, okay, well, I guess she's gonna come back and wear a rumble. But like the fact that they've taken their time with this actually makes me more interested in it now because I'm like, okay, like, you burn to do the live. Got to be something big at WrestleMania to really blow this whole thing off. So, kind of waiting on that. You got your Royal Rumble. Edge uh, is the ultimate opportunist. Um, so, he's going to wait for the most opportune time to pick a match between Roman and, uh, I guess, Drew McIntyre. And, you know, that now you got Seth Rollins back in the mix, who's always a wild card, who's, who's going to be a big deal. So I feel like they could afford to take their time with these uh, bigger matches on the WrestleMania card, which kind of leads to, you know, AEW Revolution and NXT, uh, what was it, called? the Vengeance Day Takeover or whatever. Um, being the big stories of the week and, you know, I, well, I'll, I'll get into, I'll get into Undisputed Era in a bit, but we're getting a match, uh, with, with, with Kenny Omega and John Moxley that I don't think we've seen in Western television before. Right. Like definitely not on, on live but, TV. I,
0: before, yes. I mean, this is, it, it's absolutely crazy. I have not done, I've not done the homework specific to the exploding
1: barbed wire death match. I've only seen them in highlights in in, in in yesteryear or documentaries. Like I've never actually seen how one starts, begins, or ends. They can
0: be really gnarly, and the barbed wire stuff. When you, I mean, barbed wire obviously there's a almost more than explosions. I mean, explosion, I guess, could kill you or not. So that's a big spectrum of of, of, of possibilities. But barbed wire, man, there's there's a huge di- distinction between. The barbed wire bat that John Moxley likes to use that Mick Foley's used in the past—it's just you know can be entirely gimmicked, um, and deathmatch barbed wire. I mean, I've seen there's matches online, you know. I mean, even not just over in Japan. I mean, over in Japan, but like you know, guys like I remember was it Mick Foley versus.
1: No. Was it Foley and Funk?
0: Yeah, I mean I'm thinking of a Funk match and I and I it might have been against Foley, but I remember there was one match where, where the match literally ended. It might have been ECW match where Foley was I mean Funk was completely wrapped in barbed wire to the point mm-hmm. where like he couldn't do anything. Like it was shoot he was done and the and the referee was like using wire cutters to try to get him out to keep the right. match going and he's pouring bl- I mean these things are just bonkers, man. And and I mean, I, I'm not worried for these guys. I don't think either of these two guys are like Un unsafe or you know unsettled or whatever else, but uh, mm. but this could go. This could be nuts.
1: I mean, I, I I don't think it'll be that nuts. I do think it'll be. If I was paying attention, I'm sure this seems like a a, a great way to write off future Papa John Moxley, so he could go and kind of get his paternity leave on, right? Like, I do feel like he's going to be the guy that takes the, the worst end of this match, <laughs> you know? Like, uh, you know, he's got all the odds against him. Um, you know, Kenny Omega's tooled up with the Good Brothers and Young Bucks and, like, all these, you know, and and what's-his-face, and, uh, my gosh, and Kenta. And he's got everybody against him. I, I, I'm getting... I'm getting Undertaker 1991 vibe, 92 vibes. What was it? When, like, Yokozuna, like, and, and the entire locker room <laughs> beat him up in a casket match, and then he flew away like Poochie from, from uh, The Simpsons and went back to his own planet out of the <laughs> casket. Like, I'm totally expecting that to happen to John Moxley with this match. Um, He's had a hell of a run as the top guy at AEW yeah. and as their world champion, and, uh, you know great champions and great good guys need a great send-off when they're they're going away for a while. And, like, it's no secret that, you know, he's about to be a pop with a friend of the show, Renee Paquette. And um, I totally expect this to be the spectacle that we're all fearing it's going to be. It's got to sound vicious. It's got to sound heinous. It's got to sound like someone's actually going (laughs) to die. So, um, but I... Don't know what to expect. I mean, like, clearly, the explosions you could you could, you know, you could Goldberg the whole thing and just, you know, have sparks fly out and have it be a little tingly sensation. Something tells me that's not what they're gonna do here. I don't think so. I don't think so. John John Moxley is, is, is kind of a sicko and I'm sure he's gonna wanna do some crazy shit to to be sent off like like a badass before he comes back in another what, four or five months.
0: So just to correct the record here. It's, uh, Foley and, or or Cactus Jack, to be specific, and Funk had a barbed wire C4 match. Right. Uh, at the IWA King of the Deathmatch finals in 95, which was relatively tame for a match of that sort. Um, but it was, the match I was thinking of was Sabu versus Funk and ECW in 97, um, Born to be Wired, where... There's just like barbed wire sticking to them the way that like as if they were just wearing Velcro outfits and there was like, you know, fabrics around like it was just really gross. And I'm watching right now is they're like literally there's a woman in the ring with bolt cutters just trying to free their hair and skin from this. <laughs> it's just so bad.
1: It's gross. It's gross. It's
0: really gross. It's really gross. But I agree. I think that this could be a great send off for Moxley. Um, And I mean, neither of these guys are messing around particularly not john moxley so you know it's exciting it's also absolutely frightening but if we're going to talk about hype how weird is it in aew that there is a barbed wire death match between a man who is or was until recently widely regarded as one of the best three wrestlers on the planet and john moxley who's undisputed you know indubitably one of the most popular wrestlers on the planet and also awesome um there's a they're having a barbed wire death match, and then on the same show, in a related storyline, the Bullet Club is reuniting and starting a feud, and all this you know nonsense is going on. There's a New Japan crossover into America in AEW, and yet I came away from Dynamite last night more excited about the future of Ray Phoenix than anything.
1: Else. Yo, yo, can I say, man? I, I know we don't talk enough about AEW as much on this show because, you know, just the nature of how many shows we cover. But there's certain guys on that roster that just really make that place stand. Like, if anybody's, like, a, a casual fan of wrestling, right? And, you know, one thing I, I hearken back to is uh, the day they showed, like, an AEW, like, show, like, after the NBA on TNT, and he caught, like, a lot of casual folks, like, oh, my God, what is this? Like, just kind of getting into it, something new. Watch Ray Phoenix, bro. Ray Phoenix has, I love High Flyers. I'm always going to be partial to High Flyers. I love me some Ricochet. I love me some Will Ospreay. I love me some old school Rey Mysterio Cruzoids. Love all that. Ray Phoenix is at a level that I think, I mean, the only person I could probably compare it to is, is New Japan Ricochet, where he just has like a level of, 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 of levitation that just doesn't really seem human sometimes like he has like a, i don't know if it's the hang time or just his balance or just the way he's just he's incredible to watch like incredible to watch like and and I'm so glad we're we're kind of getting him on on network television where you know people back in the day fell in love with like Ray Mysterio way back when when they were like okay I know Hulk Hogan I know uh, the NWO. I know all these people, but who the fuck is this guy in a mask? Like, this guy's awesome, you know? So I I, I feel like there's a, there's a dope, there's a dope sort of uh, uh, resurgence of, of, of love for High Flyers from casual fans, right? Like, that are seeing this dude really get a huge uh, look for the first time in his career as, like, one of the, the, probably the premier High Flyer in the game next to Ricochet, in my opinion.
0: Uh, I think he's better than Ricochet. I mean, I th- you can ar- obviously argue all you want. I mean, it's, you know, whatever, but like, it's he floats in the air. He levitates he floats. on a different level.
1: Yeah. He's got like that Jordan float thing going on where when you think he can't go any higher, he just kind of stays in the air for like the extra half second. And we're like, that's not human. How the hell yeah. do you do that? I don't even know what to compare
0: it to either. It's like early Ray Mysterio. I mean, it's like if you saw, uh, like Sin Cara when he was Mystico before Mystico. he came before he came to WWE that I mean he had some of that levitation ability and, and 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 just the I mean Ricochet has it too but just the ease of athleticism right I mean the thing where it's like it does not there's no moves seem like they're labored with them um but I but it, for me it's right I mean seeing some I feel like everything I see I'm seeing it for the first time, even if I'm not. There's that just sort of it takes your breath away. And um, and yeah, certainly there was when when we when you first started seeing Ricochet, I think I probably saw him in person before I saw him. Um, maybe before I even saw him on YouTube, but when the like the 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 when the YouTube videos of him really started getting passed around, there was some of that I can't believe what I'm watching too. Um, but man, I mean
1: He completely he, showed out in that six Ray- man tag. Yeah, <laughs> every
0: just- and every time there's like it's just like the hot, his hot tag is the greatest hot tag this side of, you know, Cesaro. But I even mean, even that it's not, you know, the upside is what's crazy. And just to watch him in there and know that it's the first of all it's the confidence that AEW has to feature him and yet to the confidence to not push him to the moon immediately, right? To like know they sort of be like we're going to take our time. People when by the time he gets there it's going to be like Mysterio winning. It's going to be like like the the
1: hugest moment. I agree. I agree. I feel like he's he's he's, you know, AEW is still kind of like treading the line of like, okay, like, you know, the, they'd be low key foolish to push people that unfamiliar to the mainstream to that top of the card so far since there's such a new product. But when it does happen, oh, it's gonna be really, it's gonna be sweet. It's gonna be sweet. It's almost it's it almost seems inevitable at this point.
0: And obviously, AEW's they're back and forth on how how well they assume their, how how inside they assume their audiences, right? Because, I mean, I know that the, the the New Japan, the Bullet Club thing was a, a little bit of an, inv- it was an invasion angle and you can't have like a video package ready for Kento when he's sneaking in or whatever. But there was a lot of presumption about like what the average person knew about Kenta of all people. And, and yeah, and the Lucha Bros were the hottest free agents in the sport when they decided to sign with AEW or a couple of them, you know? So, I mean, I think they have a pretty similar you know, knowledge base or fans do of those too. And yeah, you're right. I mean, they're making the decision to sort of really let us get to know Ray Phoenix before they push him to the moon. Anyway, it's, it's, it's going to be awesome. Um, we have a little ways to go before revolution, but that card is, is, you know, obviously taking shape. You got bucks versus, uh, Jericho and MJF and this MJF storyline, by the way, storytelling wise is just fantastic. I mean, they're doing a great job and it's going to be really, when he finally, reveals that his entire purpose was breaking up the inner circle, it's going to be fantastic.
1: I think his best work, his best job is making the inner circle sympathetic figures, right? Like, this is the group that everybody hated not two months ago, and and uh, MJF is such a good heel. He's gotten people like Sammy Guevara, who, like, almost shoot-murdered Matt Hardy a few weeks ago, a few months ago, <laughs> like, become a sympathetic babyface. Like, that. that's really got to speak to how good a guy at like MJF is, man. Like, you just gotta... Some people you just gotta love to boo. And on top of that, that person has to embrace being booed, not being the cool heel. Yep. And he's he's got it, man. He's for sure got it.
0: Uh, but, I mean, everything over there is just shaping up. I mean, the, the way that they keep leaving... like I mean, talking about waiting on somebody, they keep leaving, like... Adam Page, just like two steps off from the main event, and it's still working. We're still entertained. They're going to have a ladder match at Revolution. The women's uh, tournament is just already bonkers fun. Um, Sting is taking power bombs. I mean, I just don't even...
1: I I screamed when I saw that. I was like, oh, God, no, 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 no. But, I mean, gladly, happily, he's okay. But, (laughs) Sirs, uh, Tony, A.W. Brass, you don't need to get Sting taking power bombs for me to watch Sting. Okay, like I'm still I'm still pretty traumatized from Night of Champions, and I want Sting to be okay and be a happy, healthy old man. Do you? Didn't Joey
0: Janela wrestle fake Sting at one of his spring Did breaks? He? I feel like <laughs> they. I don't know if he wrestled. If they booked it and he didn't show, but I remember there being a fake Sting. Like on a card that I was gonna go to.
1: I I don't remember this, but <laughs> <laughs> fake Sting. I would I would no. I don't remember this. I've always wondered. I've always wondered. Like we always knew what happened. Like now that we know what happened to fake Sting, since you're telling me, and we know what happened with fake diesel. Like super randomly, whatever happened to fake razor?
0: Fake I razor think, just kind of. I think quit, he right? died. I think he died. Hold on. Seriously? Oh yeah. my gosh! I'm so sorry. Yeah, Rick. He died. Rick Wagner died in ni- uh, 2019. Yeah, he oh was he God. was big Titan in was it ECW or whatever. Yeah. Oh um,
1: shoot, my bad. He was State good. Fraser. No,
0: no, no, no. He, <laughs> he was good. He just had he made the he had the, the the misfortune of showing up like the day that 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 Razor and Diesel left. You know, and they were like,
1: ah, oh, here we got a job for you. Uh, he did a pretty good job, and he was a pretty good wrestler. Yeah. Pretty- <laughs> yeah. I was just wondering. Didn't mean to. Shake up the uh, table there. My bad. Um, no,
0: it's okay. It's okay. Um,
1: <laughs> raisers, let's bad. talk about
0: NXT before we get to Elimination Chamber. Um, the, the, it looks like Undisputed Era is officially done though. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of little moving parts on this show. And they've done a great job telling this story, too. Mm-hmm. So Kyle O'Reilly is basically just like you know, I, I didn't become, you know, I didn't leave the Republican Party. The Republican Party left me, right? I mean, he's out there just like explaining. <laughs> he's just like, why are you guys being such dicks? Like, I don't understand. And then um it becomes clear that, you know, it's, I don't know why I was just, I felt so gratified to find out that Adam Cole just really still wanted the title, which obviously any in, in real, you know, in, in, in shoot world, yes, of course he would. But in kayfabe world, I mean, or, or in kayfabe world, yes. But in shoot world, we're like, no, it's Kyle Riley's turn. So, they'll have a feud, but like, you know, Adam Cole is going to is in reality taking a little backseat to his friend is like, "No, uh-uh. We got I mean, this is he's still a major player and then he saw as a huge motivating factor, which is he still wants to be the face of NXT. He wants to be the champion.
1: And, and why wouldn't he be? I mean, if I'm in the k world, if I'm looking at if I'm looking at Kyle Riley, I'm like, bro, you got two, you, you got your two chances, buddy, and now you want me to come out and help your boy when he has what I want? What the hell? For what reason? You know what I mean? Like, if you're still the same dude, like, granted, I got a little sidetracked with this Pat McAfee stuff, but, like, I still really want this title, and we kind of let you cook for a while, and you couldn't get the job done. Um, Yeah, I know a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago, we were talking about how much we love... Uh, a Kyle O'Reilly singles run, and that's mostly because of the great work that Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly did in Ring of Honor, as uh, you know, a, a huge feud that eventually led to Kyle O'Reilly's first uh, Ring of Honor World Championship, and I guess uh, leading up to Adam Cole leaving um, Ring of Honor. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, man. Like, it's and NXT. I don't know, man. I was watching. I guess people were like sharing a bunch of like old nxt clips the past couple of weeks like when you know when shinsuke first debuted and like sammy and all this stuff and i was like man nxt really didn't need a shot in the arm like it was cool it's been a cool show don't get me wrong it's been a good show it's always gonna have great matches it's always gonna have you know uh stuff that i'm, I'm currently interested in um speaking of which our boy uh cameron grimes let's we'll, we'll talk about that too um they needed this shot in the arm, man. Like, things were kind of... They were kind of like treading water for a bit, you know? And you know, without TakeOver having that those crowds, it just kind of seems like another wrestling show, and NXT should never be that. So I think the Adam Cole heel turn was like, you know, they could have did it even a little earlier. Like, they needed this. They needed, you know, somebody for everybody to not like. And
0: to be fair, there, this is a turn. It's not exactly a heel turn because Adam Cole... Was I mean, I guess he was nominally the baby face in the Pat McAfee feud, but like, you know, I get and, and when when who was the dude that, that blew out his knee the second after he was started a feud with them, the British, the rugby guy. Oh, 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 yeah. What's his name? I forgot but whatever. His name. He had Adam Cole over his shoulder. <laughs> I guess that's a baby face spot for Adam Cole. But anyway, I mean, this is barely a turn. This is more of a. This is more of a oh I thought you were turning but I was I was turned I was backwards you you're staying the same
1: <laughs> you're just um, you're just the same guy just with a different vision now different focus
0: but man I mean I don't know what they're gonna I don't know what we're setting up for immediately I wouldn't be shocked if we were aiming towards a WrestleMania match that was like Finn versus Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly versus Pete Dunn it seems like they're kind of moving carrying, cross away uh although it could work in either direction and if you're gonna go bonkers with your nxt main event i mean like if you want to try to steal the show at wrestlemania by loading all these dudes in there like would you not want to want a big dude in there would you not want to you know just Bring Champa in just for the hell of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is it like any? Regardless, this is gonna be awesome, right? I mean, well, yeah.
1: Then- I mean, I feel like they uh they've they've already kind of set the precedent last year with Charlotte versus Rhea. Granted, Charlotte won the run the Royal Rumble and picked there and all this type of stuff. But I feel like, man, every year WrestleMania, especially if it's doing two nights again, like, yeah, you're gonna. It, it almost it almost guarantees there's going to be no NXT takeover the night before WrestleMania. So why not have your four biggest, you know, talents on the company duke it out in the Fatal 4 for the NXT title? And you know what? Put a ladder in there, too. Let's make it even more crazy. Let's let's go. Well, I
0: mean, let's, we definitely could do a ladder. I don't think a ladder would necessarily take away, but this is has the p- potential to be one of the best, like, pure wrestling matches, right? I mean, you want to... The ladder's cool. Like War Games with, with that had a bunch of these guys in it was super cool, but like the the setting almost took away from the things that Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunne do best, which is mm-hmm. like super zoomed in. I'm breaking your fingers. I'm bending your arm stuff. Right, the ladder would be. I mean, I'm not. They could do great with the ladder, but it's sort of the, like the perspective of the of the. The uh, the audience, you know, I want it really zoomed true, in. I want true. to be able to see the droplets well, of sweat. Well, there, there's I want-
1: gonna be fans there, though. You know, like yeah. they're gonna be fans there. So I true. mean, there's 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 other things to consider. Now it's weird. Like it's weird that like we've kind of gotten used to this way of WWE producing television now with no fans that mm-hmm. rely heavily on like you know like the greatest wrestling match ever. So many zoom-ins, so many close ups, fucking dialogue in between the matches, all that type of stuff. And now we're like, oh, yeah, well, there's going to be at least a couple thousand people at the stadium, you know, so it's like, huh. It'd be, I, wouldn't it
0: be great if they get the crowds back and it turns out they just got everything wrong, like all the decisions? <laughs> everything gets moved. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's just like, no, we want we like Roman Reigns as a baby face. Come on. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, it's possible. Uh, just everybody's kind of dissatisfied. Oh, um, man. But yeah, I mean, look, and NXT had a bunch of little good notes. They had uh, everything. I mean, they had a bunch of video packages that I was like down for every one. LA Night is a guy, <laughs> a guy that we'll probably never talk about again. But I'm all in right. Just after one, vi- they can do one video package like nobody's business. Cameron Grimes is. We talked about him a couple times recently. I'm not sure if I seriously gave him the rocket or not, but that guy could do can do so no good. wrong. So um, good, and. And, I mean, just every little thing. By the way, like, I know I'm late to the party on this, all you wrestling nerds, but I get Raquel Gonzalez now. I get, like, <laughs> that, like, get, holding the mic with the end of the Dusty classic. I get it. Like, she's going to be, when she first popped up and they were like, P, they, they, they really see something in her. They think she's going to be, a, like, a top baby face down the line. I was just like, nah. Like, what? But this is. But the the only WrestleMania match I'm I'm I can get excited for right now is this women's t- tag team championship match they're setting up. So I'm <laughs> I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, but let's move on to uh the real setup for WrestleMania, which is Elimination Chamber. By the way, I'm looking at the last year's Elimination Chamber card. This is a this is a list of all of the people who are on this card that are not that are either injured or no longer with the company, right? Oh, not on TV right now. Okay. Both Viking Raiders. Oy. Eric and Ivar, Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder, Oy. Drew Gulak. I mean, he's Oy. on TV, but barely. Yeah. Uh, Andrade, Zelina Vega, Damn. Humberto Carrillo. Damn. Well, one of the USOs, but we'll let that slide. Tucker of Heavy Machinery, Aleister Black.
1: You know, I think that's why. If you look at the Elimination <laughs> Chamber promo, it's literally just the Miz and Morrison in three yeah. different poses. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so like, well, like, Alistair my Black, Gallows, and Anderson and Sarah Logan. I think that's the end of the list. But yeah, it's a there's a there there are a lot of people missing.
1: Damn. It's been a rough year. I we could say that.
0: Ziegler and Rude are like the like or like as a tag team or like one of the longest standing things in WWE's main roster right now. It's kind of shocking. Um all right. Ooh,
1: so, are they beer money? Or are they abs abs money? <laughs> Rude, r- <laughs> Rude, zig? I don't know. They're There's
0: fantastic, the- man. I think. I mean, they they remind me so much of one of those old school tag teams. Um, and they haven't quite. They they, they almost embrace it every like every time they sort of do a light repackaging. But mm-hmm. um, they just both have too much history and too much personality on their own. I think they're great, though. I love them. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
2: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com.
1: This episode is brought
2: to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a
0: vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate.
1: Thomas's. Huzzah!
0: A toast to breakfast. All right, so we got a lot of stuff going on. We didn't even mm. mention Lacey Evans, which probably should have been the top of the show. You know, it should have been. <laughs> Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans, who is feuding with Charlotte, had a title match at Elimination Chamber against Asuka. Uh, She is cavorting around with Ric Flair, Charlotte's father, and now in storyline in canon, and also in real life. Well, sorry, in 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 in, on TV and in real life, apparently Lacey Evans is with child. She's pregnant. Congratulations um, to uh, Macy Estrella Cadillac or whatever her name is, Lacey Evans, for for having a kid. Um, In canon. In forever, in the forever and ever, in WWE storyline purposes, she was impregnated by Ric Flair um, at the age of 93 well, or whatever that? he is. Did well, they I say think it, was, it was
1: Flair, or, no, but I or think that's
0: that—that's the implication, right? Okay. I mean, so she's not going to be able to, to be in this match, and as of yet, they haven't announced a replacement. They we're just kind of floating. We're just kind of just doing this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing Charlotte will be involved. Um, You know, We don't have a ton of options, but who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But Charlotte Asuka does seem like this is the direction we have to be going in the near future and probably for WrestleMania, right? I mean, I don't know. I I don't even know what else you would do.
1: I don't know what they're going to do. At first, I felt like everybody, oh, my God, we're heading into the worst part of pro wrestling, which is pregnant people wrestling right? Or something happening. And oh my God, like, you know, somebody's next thing you know, somebody's going to give birth to a hand or some shit, right? (laughs) But then you find out that she's shoe pregnant. (laughs) So, oh, I, it's one of those things where it's just like, you know what? Unless you're going somewhere with this, which I really hope they are. Y'all could have really just been like, Pulled a Becky Lynch, been like, hey, uh you nasties. Uh, I would have came down there and, and gave Charlotte a piece of my mind, but I got a bun cooking in the oven. So I see you in eight months. And I'd been totally cool with that. <laughs> but them working this like this, just only you can only assume the worst. And this is this is, you know,
0: uh,
1: mm, mm, I'm scared. I'm really scared in, into the territory they're going with this. Like if she's on the raw this week. I'm officially going to be like, what the hell are we doing? Like this well, is well here,
0: not- but okay. Here, here is the only justification for it. It's that if it's felt. I mean, I, I I was assuming we'd get to Charlotte, Oscar at WrestleMania one way or the other, and that's great. That's a great matchup, and that's going to be a fine match, and has the potential to really be a show stealer in a lot of ways. The problem is that's not a matchup that we kind of want forced upon us. Charlotte still has a little bit of that old Charlotte. You know, smell of of the the John Cena of the women's division, right? Like it's just a little bit of the Roman Reigns or whoever. It's it's we 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 need the fans want to get behind Charlotte, but they feel like they're kind of being force fed Charlotte. And so, regardless of the way that what, what they were, I don't have no idea what they were going to end up doing with Lacey Evans and Ric Flair and Charlotte or whatever. But at least it was going to get us to a Charlotte Oscar feud that didn't feel preordained. Do you know what I mean? It's like, at least we were backdooring. We were like, or like backing into whatever Charlotte, you know, the, the inevitable Charlotte Oscar feud. So, um, an
1: Oscar her one.
0: <laughs> no. And there's a lot of ways. I mean, listen, there's a lot of other, like I said, I always say a lot of moving parts here, but I don't know. I mean, the fact that it was Lacey versus Oscar and Charlotte's just on the periphery and then Charlotte will get involved somehow. Like that's more interesting than Charlotte saying, okay, Oscar, I'm back. Give me my, give that belt is mine.
1: Right. Right, but there's also Alexa Bliss kind of like waiting in the weeds too, right? Like they, they, I still kind of believe that Alexa Bliss was somehow going to get uh, a world title shot at WrestleMania some way, somehow. Um, unless she's a, a a huge part of the Randy Orton Fiend WrestleMania match, yeah. which you know we, she we could we, be. We, we could safely assume that. But Charlotte Oscar is interesting to me because you know they already got WrestleMania history. Um, she kind of like cooled, you know, Asuka never really until this pandemic really got her mojo back since that first, you know, L that she took from Charlotte. So there's always great stories to tell there. And I always thought it was fucking weird that they were a tag team at all. And they all of a sudden were just best buddies. As soon as Charlie came back, I was like, okay, when did this happen? This is strange. Um, but there's there's ways to get there though man like there, i think there's ways where you can respectfully be like hey man like i know we're not tag team champions anymore uh but i i want that title let's do this or something like that um but i don't know it's it's weird to me man like the whole pregnancy thing threw me for a loop and it makes me concerned that we're going to get wacky wwe and i love wwe i love the content but when they get wacky that's what I'm just like, all right, I, I could only, I could only suspend my disbelief, but so much. <laughs> so I'm I'm waiting with bated breath to see what becomes of this Lacey Evans thing, but I guess we'll see this Sunday.
0: Well, they've just announced that the, uh, the, the elimination chamber match, McIntyre, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Chamus, and Kofi Kingston is not actually for the title anymore. It's now for who is going to be Lacey Evans storyline baby daddy. So <laughs> that would be fantastic. Uh, we got, before we get to the big matches, I mean, the, the elimination chamber matches, we got Lashley defending against Keith Lee and Riddle. Do we, is there a chance that, that, that one of these guys grabs the bell?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's going to be Riddle's title eventually. You know, like you, you you could always tell who they trust on TV with titles or, or, with anything with, with being like their faces by like just how much screen time you get. And Riddle gets so much screen time, so much screen time. And, and for good reason, he's if, if, if that's your type of comedy, if that's your type of humor, Riddle is your dude. And I like him. I think he's very talented. I love watching his matches. I think he's a different personality. And I like the fact that he's just kind of this ass kicking stoner dude. You know what I mean? Who doesn't really take a lot of things seriously. But I I I think that's a strong possibility. Matt Riddle walks away with the title. Someone
0: suggested I think it was just a throwaway on Twitter or something. But that they that that Keith Lee could grab the belt if they just wanted to spotlight a different match. Like it's kind of like the Goldberg winning the title thing. It's like yeah, like yeah. What if what if what if Vince just really wanted to see Keith Lee versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania, and the and the U.S. title was going to be what sort of legitimized it or something? You know, I mean, there's there's. And then you'd so you could still have Riddle versus the Hurt Business sort of going on. I mean, but uh, you know, I I find it hard to imagine that Lashley's going to after after carrying the belt and doing such a good job with it. I find it hard to imagine they're just going to take the belt away from him and not you, unless it's just a straight rematch at WrestleMania or something,
1: you know? I mean, could, it, be, it, that. It, could be that. Uh, I do th- I mean like you you've built the guy up this long for Gosh, it's almost been a year now, right? It's almost a year since he's been the US championship champion. I do think there's a possibility Riddle walks away with it Sunday, but if I'm if I have the book, you know, I I want Bobby Lashley. I, I think Bobby Lashley elevated that title. I think the hurt business in general elevated that title, you know, and having them all kind of go into WrestleMania with titles um makes their matches important. They're the most important group, arguably. In all of WWE, next to undisputed era, you know what I mean. Like her business was was integral on every single show since the pandemic started. So you know, just as a fan, you know, I want to see them spotlighted there. I don't think you know maybe love we'll do. I don't know if you saw MVP might have really hurt his knee. I didn't see the the,
0: the update on that, but apparently I think he, he, got,
1: he I think he I think he quelled those rumors and said you know he's fine. Don't believe the dirt sheets or, or whatever. Well, great, Thank, I think thanks thanks for making me tweet.
0: spend forty hours trying to pinpoint the moment where his <laughs> knee went out. Dirt sheets. Um, yeah, I mean maybe maybe we'll do something. Maybe maybe we have the hurt business do a run in, and then we have Keith Lee and Riddle team up to like maybe get a cut. Maybe they get you know Djokovic out of a. Uh, out of retribution and just have like a PWG versus Hurt Business feud that everybody
1: would get really hyped for. Uh, um, that's asking too much. <laughs> all right, you're right. I shouldn't have even said it. Now it's over. Now um, it's out there. Now people are going to boo whatever happens on Sunday, and it's all your fault, Dave.
0: Um, <laughs> all right, well, I apologize. So we so we got two Elimination Chamber matches. that start with the Raw one because it at least ends on its own. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles versus Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton versus Sheamus versus Kofi Kingston, who just took the Miz's spot a lot more kind of you know difficulty getting to this match maybe than we needed to get to I don't know if if the Kofi insertion was deliberate or a last second decision the Miz opted out because he was like I have the briefcase anyway why would I be in this match um, which is thank, we have a smart heel for once in the history of WWE <laughs> um, and Sheamus really wanted to be there I mean Sheamus like they have Brooklyn Seamus like a baby face, even though he's supposed to be like the most dastardly heel around. Like he had to earn his spot and, you know, he just overcame the odds and et cetera, et cetera. Um I don't think there's any way either of these guys, I mean, any of these guys win, right? I mean, I think Drew whatever what I said about it, Lashley, I think, goes tenfold for Drew. He's held the title. He deserves to be your champion at WrestleMania. Um I think it's kind of going to be interesting to see what other matches sort of come out of this because we're going to be. You know, we are. This is going to shape the WrestleMania card, I'm sure, to some extent. But yeah. I don't. I just can't imagine anybody but Drew winning. Can you?
1: No, no. Uh, Drew McIntyre is and should be the world champion going into WrestleMania. I do love the addition of Kofi because I do think there's there's going to be some unfinished business with Ali and Retribution, and mm-hmm. you know, tying in that whole Kofi Mania story from back in the day. Um, I do think there's something there. Uh, and I think that's where they're going to go at WrestleMania. Um, Sheamus, I... Yeah, I'm kind of confused at how they're booking him as, uh, you know, a guy who fights, you know, he doesn't do anything really dirty. I mean, he'll kick his guy, he'll kick Drew in the face, but, like, you know, they fight all the time. Like, that's how they... Yeah. <laughs> that's how they get That's the how walk. they hug. Yeah, so, like, I, I didn't necessarily say, oh, my God, what a dastardly move by Sheamus. Uh, Randy, I mean, you know... Psh, ghoulishness uh alexa bliss uh she she performed what is basically a seance on a raw so you know <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> pretty sure pretty sure uh big big bray is going to be back uh sooner rather than later i mean listen we can't we can't discount the the
0: possibility that like i mean that orton is just going to win so that he and Bray and fight over the title at wrestlemania i mean i don't th- i don't think it's going to happen but just because they're in a feud doesn't mean it's there's a zero chance of Randy winning. I mean, that's something we've seen as recently as like the last couple of
1: years. Very true. Very true. I think it actually was Randy. Was it Randy? No. I think it was uh, Bray. Yeah, I think it was mm-hmm. Bray who won the title and then yeah. Randy fought like a month later for it, which is nuts. Um, yeah, you, know, you never know. And, and if we're doing Firefly Funhouse, that's a great tie-in to that awful, you know, maybe they want to, Okay. Okay, now you you've you've completely just talked me into it, Dave. Like, you've completely <laughs> talked me into it cuz now I'm thinking of last year's WrestleMania and, you know, you, you're taking on John Cena and basically you're trying to retcon all the wrongs in in your entire life and career and everything that's that's happened between you and Cena since the first time you met at WrestleMania. Now you kind of get the same opportunity with Randy Orton, who's like the other face of WWE. Like he's like the anti He's like the yes, negative universe, yes. John Cena. You Love know what it. I mean. So Love it's it. like now I'm like, okay, we're definitely gonna get another Firefly Funhouse match. How do we up the ante? Put the title on. I'm. You've talked me into Randy Orton winning the world title <laughs> at the Elimination Chamber. Thanks a lot, Dave. But I can totally see it now. I don't see. I, I I won't put any 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 shillings on it. But I'll I'll now I now I'd be intrigued by the possibility.
0: Well, yeah, okay. So he's got a storyline. A possibility uh, Sheamus has got a storyline possibility I guess um, you know Kofi has as much one as he had when Kofi Mania started in the Elimination Chamber uh, I don't really see it for Jeff Hardy or AJ Styles despite the fact that you could always go AJ Styles but um, of all of these dudes uh, and you can throw in Bray Wyatt too since he's hanging around who would you most like to see Drew McIntyre face one on one at Wrestlemania
1: Out of everybody there that's already in the Elimination Chamber? Plus Bray Wyatt just for fun, but yeah. I'm honest. Honestly, I don't want to see any of them. I feel like I've seen it all. I mean, I, prob- I think Sheamus probably makes the most sense, I guess. Yeah. You know? But I, I, I don't care to see any of those guys fight for the WWE title. I mean, maybe. Maybe that's where you get the Miz. Maybe the Miz cashes in, becomes mm-hmm. world champion, and maybe you got Drew versus Miz at WrestleMania for the WWE title. And then you became, you, you get Drew oh. as a challenger. You know I'm what sorry, I, mean? I forgot to mention the one other person that that's in the conversation.
0: That's Braun Strowman, who is back on Raw uh, in a, a surprise appearance. And he's displeased, displeased with Shane McMahon and Adam Pierce. Um so maybe that's the way they're going to go. Maybe we're going to do Braun versus Drew at WrestleMania, just the battle of the big men and let it be a, let it be a spectacle sort of thing.
1: Listen, Braun, Strowman, people, people like to poo-poo on Braun matches. Like, he didn't have a fire rivalry with Roman Reigns several years ago where every match they had was fucking must see TV. Yep, yep. Um and Roman is and Drew and Roman are pretty similar as far as like, you know, styles and being big, strong, agile dudes that could create some some magic in that ring and and wherever they go. So um yeah, bro, I could see it. I can see it. I won't be the most excited for it, but I could definitely, definitely see it. Um but I'm man, I <laughs> the Miz, bro. Like I'm, I'm. uh, Something is telling me that the Miz, he's right there, is gonna do it, (laughs) and I think he might, he might walk into WrestleMania or end WrestleMania as the WWE champion. I think, I think it's his time. I think of anybody who is out there who deserves another shot at, you know, another opportunity as the top guy, as a top heel. I'm, I'd be super interested the Miz being world champion.
0: Sometime. I agree, and I, I'm not sure that it would work, but I'd really be interested to see how it felt for a few weeks. Um, and it, I, think, I think more so than just about anybody else. I'm interested, I'm just kind of I'm a little bit unsure of what would happen. So, you know, it, it could be what worked for the miz the first time and it wasn't one of the great championship reigns of our lifetimes but like what worked was that the company was really 100 percent behind him you yeah. know yeah and 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 that's sort of meaningful you know we boo it when it's roman reigns or john cena but it sort of it means a lot when it's sort of a heel that they're like you know working up so well you know if they did that again it would be really fun to watch um all right the other the other half of the show we have uh the SmackDown Elimination Chamber match, Jey Uso versus Kevin Owens versus King Corbin versus Sami Zayn versus Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan for a shot at Roman Reigns on the same show. So I'm guessing we're starting with the, the The show will probably open with this Elimination Chamber. One of these dudes will fight Roman Reigns in the main event or in the semi-main or something. It's an interesting... I mean, never before has it been so projected <laughs> that this is the throwaway match that's not going to have any bearing on WrestleMania. And if this is... If they're doing this so that they can have a big main event and a title match and everything else, and then have Edge announce he's going after Roman reigns the next day, or five days later, whatever, um, I get it. it. It makes a certain amount of sense. Is that what they're doing here? Uh,
1: yeah.: <laughs> Yeah, no, if I could if I could predict I mean, this kind of seems like it kind of seems like a Cesaro. Showcase, right? I was like, gonna, Okay, is, that
0: was my next question.
1: Yeah, I feel like this is gonna be the Cesaro showcase night where he shows how much ass he can kick. Um, he'll fight for the universal title later that night in a match that he probably has no business winning or no business even being in. But he's gonna show his medal. He's definitely gonna be like a a a wrestling machine there and 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 do his thing. And but he's still gonna come up short, you know, so. There's 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 opportunity there, man. There's opportunity. There's there's what I've learned in elimination chambers past is it's almost like a good test of the waters to WrestleMania, right? It's like okay, we can. You ever be in a car and you got you got you got your map quest or you got your your GPS or whatever, and you know how to get home, but you're like, you know what? I could take the scenic route and still get to the same destination. That's usually what Elimination Chamber is, right? It's like, I'm pretty sure they know what they want to do. But this it's usually just like, hmm, let's see if we could take a more scenic route there. And if the scenic route is so fucking beautiful, you know, as we've seen with, with Kofi, as we've seen with Daniel Bryan, as we've seen with other people in the past, like, if this shit is so fucking beautiful, we can't deny it. Now, granted, the fans aren't in the crowd right now, so that takes away an element of we got to get this guy into the main event or we got to get this guy into the side of the picture um, i think they usually use this opportunities to see if there's another variable they can throw in there to get people excited for a wrestlemania i and mean
0: honestly they should do i love the way you're talking about it and I, and, and it's a, it's a good way it's sort of hard to it's sort of hard to create that right you you almost need to crowdsource it
1: like we need would, the like, crowd yeah that's like, the one element
0: both, literally, the crowd. I mean, and also, it's like I know we. This sounds like a bad WCW, like early '90s gimmick or something. But like, you almost like, wouldn't it be better if the fans got to pick who was in the elimination chambers or something? Just like, let's if we're just gonna like see what happens, let's just really see what happens, you know? Or just random names drawn out of a hat or something, you know? I mean, like, really, just make it make it the lethal lotto. I mean, it could be. It, I don't know. I but I agree. They if the, if they're actually leaving themselves open to fate, then kudos and it could be you know it can always be fun to watch now let's let's actually piece out I mean let's let's look at this match okay um you meant I mean you said this feels like Cesaro
1: feels like Cesaro yes
0: I could 1 million percent see this being Cesaro winning Cesaro gets a valiant showing after getting you know against the champ after being beaten down and then we can push pause on that for a couple of months or whatever maybe bring him back it would also be really, really easy for this to be Kevin Owens' swan song because otherwise, why is he in the match? You know, like can you not? You should have written him off with an injury, or you could have written him off with an injury. Um, we've talked about Daniel Bryan a bunch, although it doesn't seem like that's where they're going for WrestleMania, but it does feel a little bit like a, a waste of a Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns match to have it as like you know this match a, a throwaway match almost. This isn't a throwaway match, but you know what I mean at Elimination Chamber. Um, the only thing that, the, the thing that I, the way that Cesaro is, 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 you know, working your subconscious or whatever, for me, it's Jey Uso only because if this is a throwaway, then wouldn't it make, I mean, couldn't you see a world in which like, after we'll think, think about it. after we after the the Adam Pierce angle that we've had over the past couple of months with Kevin Owens and everything else, couldn't you see a world where Roman Reigns helped Jay Uso win and then Jay just did the job for him in the in the championship match or something to that effect or or, or even put up a little bit of fight in the championship match to get some respect back? or so, I mean, it feels like if we're going towards a WrestleMania match that doesn't involve any of these people. If it, then Roman Reigns is all we care about on the SmackDown side coming out of the elimination chamber. Then why not make the story totally about Roman Reigns instead of making it about Kevin Owens or Cesaro
1: fighting the good fight and losing? I could see that. That makes actually a lot of sense. I, I'm, almost, I'm almost willing to say, you know, if Jay Uso does win and Roman Reigns helps him win, he almost tries to, like, belittle him and emasculate him and tells him to, like, yo... Take mm-hmm. the fucking knee, do the job, lay down, acknowledge me. You know what I mean. And Jey User probably has a, a conflict of inner turmoil, and is like, "Yo, I'm here once again for the universal title. I got a chance. I know I can beat this dude. I've I've taken it. You know, I've taken him to the limit several times. I've I've learned under him. I've know I know all his weaknesses. I've gotten closer to him. That's my brother slash cousin. I can do this and still lose, or." Nah. <laughs> or why not have Jay Uso when mm-hmm. he nah? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who the fuck knows? And that's what makes the road to WrestleMania so in in intriguing. Cause at, at the beginning of this podcast, we're talking about, well, we have no idea uh what the hype is, and they could temper some hype for now because we really don't know where they're going with it. But now, you know. Uh, There's been so many times where we think WrestleMania is going one way and it doesn't. And because of that, we get epic moments, right? People like to say back in the day, I mean, obviously, we all found out Brock Lesnar was leaving the company. But because of that, we got Eddie Guerrero as world champion a month before WrestleMania. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's to say we don't get Cesaro Mm -hmm. as world champ? Who's to say we don't get uh, you know, uh, the Miz or any of these guys. Who's to say it's a possibility that 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 happens? Um, but now you've you've definitely got me intrigued at a Jay Uso victory and what that means to you know the head of the table and the tribal chief and how that kind of works out. So I'm 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 I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm still I'm still picking Cesaro because you know it just makes more sense to me. But that Jay Uso pick definitely does intrigue me.
0: The one wild card, the one variable that we don't usually see at this time of year. Uh, we talk about Elimination Chamber being sort of a, a roadblock on the way to WrestleMania. Well, Fastlane is always that. I mean, Fastlane is...
1: Is there a Fastlane this year?
0: Yeah, there is. You know, usually the the card, is, the WrestleMania card is shaping up. The stakes at Fastlane are a little bit ephemeral. Here's the thing, though. Fastlane is going to be the first pay-per-view on Peacock. so. Fastlane might have bigger stakes in Elimination Chamber. Fastlane may have bigger stakes in the Royal Rumble. I mean, I mean, if WWE has already cashed the check, but they want to do a number on Fastlane, right? I mean, they want people to to subscribe to Peacock for Fastlane. They want people tuned in to Fastlane to make it. Because guess what? Hollywood Reporter is going to tell you how many people watch. Well, I don't know if they can actually. they, They don't have access to all the numbers, but. WWE and Peacock want to be able to send a press release to the Hollywood reporter saying this is the biggest streamed thing on in Peacock history, right? They want to make it seem like this is a huge success. So, I mean, dude, we could have John Cena versus Hulk Hogan at Fastlane. I mean, I don't it, it get it, anything could happen that
1: day. I'm still, you know, I've been saying it all year. I, I still think we find John Cena in, in the WrestleMania picture somehow. Mm-hmm. Somehow it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So we'll, well see.
0: A last check. It was physically impossible for him to be there. Maybe he, um, you know, untaped himself from the chair he was sitting on when he sitting <laughs> when he when he said that. Um, it it definitely definitely could happen. Um, anyway, that's the elimination chamber, and that's um that's that's the Mass Man show for this week. Do You want to do your uh, uh, plugs in the way out the door, man?
1: Yeah, man. Say less with Cas and Low Key Podcast dropping every Monday everywhere you stream podcasts. Check out the uh, the first one on Amazon Music with DJ Khaled, podcast I produce. Check me out on MSGPM after all Knicks home games on Madison Square Garden Network if you're in the Tri-State area or if you get Fubo or AT&T TV. And I'm going to be on The Bump this week, yeah. uh, which is going to be really fun. So shout out to the guys at WWE. And uh, I'll catch you guys there talking all things Elimination Chamber and Mass Man Show. So it should be a good one. Um.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Definitely lie to them.
1: (laughs) Oh gosh, Dave.
0: Yeah. Just tell. Just go on and be like, listen. I know you. This is a WWE product, but I got some. I've got some inside sources that maybe you guys don't have, and I can say with a hundred percent certainty, we're getting Rock versus Cena at (laughs) WrestleMania this year.
1: (laughs) I am the dirt sheets. Damn it! I know all. I know all. But yeah. Uh,
0: Anytime. Anytime you can have fun like that, you should do it. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, get excited for Elimination Chamber. Uh, I can't. I'm. 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 In, I'm interested to see what'll happen. It's not exactly the we talked ourselves into the hype train. I was um, tempered.
1: I tempered my expectations before the podcast. But as the more we talked about, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be fun.
0: It's so, not. It's not going to be an exploding bar- barbed wire death match. <laughs> uh, it might not even be an NXT, you know, fatal four way for the title. But it is going to be fun. Um, so we watch that. We'll talk about it next week uh apologies as always to john moxley and renee for what john's about to go through <laughs> we'll see you back here next week humanoids
1: tony Schiavone here on the mass man show we are desperately out of time the tape machines are rolling we'll see you next week on the mass man show